Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hi, everyone. How are we all today? I hope you're well. And if you're not, at least you are here. So when I am recording this, it is actually towards the end of June and New South Wales has just gone into another lockdown. (laughs) So it is a bit, it's a bit crazy on my end right now, but we're still moving forward. And in some other exciting news, I have actually pushed one of my goals, which I talk about really early on in my podcast. My impossible goal was to do the Life Coach School certification a year from now. Well, through thought work, (laughs) I'm doing it this July (laughs) and my limbic system is kind of screaming at me. It is a massive investment, but I know it it is a good one in myself and my clients as well. I am very excited and I'm very excited to be helping you guys as well. So let's kick it off for today. This episode originally was going to be around setting boundaries and how to schedule tasks in and organize your life, etc. at work. But I realized through my own journey What actually stemmed this and kind of brought on this ability, I guess, to push back, set boundaries, say no, etc., was obviously, you know, thought work, sitting with the emotions, which I talk about all the time, but being able to ask for help. In other words, being vulnerable, which is so, 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 so hard to do. So I'd suggest re-listening to my episode on perfectionism which elaborates on the key concepts. But ultimately, really, perfectionism is just a maladaptive coping mechanism where the bar is always changing, and ultimately it's rooted in fear, anxiety, and self-worth. So we're always trying to do more because we don't think it's enough, and we're ultimately trying to prove something to ourselves where are very unlikely we're going to ask for help. Reasons being, we think we're crap at what we do, and you're potentially too scared to ask others at they, as though they may realize, kind of like imposter syndrome. And if you do ask for help, that kind of proves the thought in a way. Or we do genuinely think we should know everything. Like it can feel so obvious, kind of like brushing your teeth. And that thought's just perfectionist porn right there. A great example of this is when You start a new job, you may feel like within a few days, you need to know that role as though you have been there for 10 years, which used to be me. (laughs) And like you would do this instinctively as if, yeah, I should know 20 million things in one week. And then what usually happens is you're overworking, you're getting all this praise, and then you start to burn out. And the problem is you do start to get from that more and more work and you do want to take it on. For various reasons, some of it again with the perfectionist or the people pleasing, but then it gets to a point where you are going to need to potentially reach out and ask for help and actually grow your capability. I used to do this all the time and it was actually through the model that I saw how my lack of not asking for help, of not reaching out, 
kept causing this repeating cycle of thinking that I'm absolutely worthless and a failure. So this belief that we're potentially supposed to know everything and solve all the problems that come with into our team is very self-destructive. The saying goes, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, Rome also wasn't built by one person. It was built by a multitude of people who had different skills and ideas. Ultimately, this thought is coming from a deep-rooted fear that people will find out you don't know the answers to something. But I also would say to myself, where is this coming from? Was there a time in our life when we needed to know all the answers? or where asking for help, or God forbid being wrong, was punished. These experiences, especially when we're younger, can develop into maladaptive coping mechanisms. Now, I know this sounds very Freudian, like, tell me about your childhood. And whilst the model and the school that I'm learning from is very forward thinking, which I agree, there is no point in sitting with the past. I always say this, I do think it's helpful to just reflect on what messages we've absorbed, whether it be from childhood or growing up in society, to foster and develop these negative thoughts, as you can just use this as evidence as to why this is incorrect, and you can like shame yourself less when they do pop up. It's kind of like, okay, tiny child. We don't need to be that way anymore. We don't need these strategies to keep me safe. I'm an adult now. It's all good. Even in society, especially as women, there is this message to just do it all. Be the perfect mum, wife, sex object, doctor, like everything. Women are always represented as having everything together even down to shows where the dad is typically the silly one and the mum is the one who's organizing the whole family. She's a voice of reason, getting everything together. Again, I would encourage you to look at some of these messages that you have absorbed and are now fueling your negative thoughts and potentially firing off your limbic system. Because the fact is, not asking for help just leaves you in a pit. A perfect metaphor for this is in a book called Perfectly Hidden Depression by Margaret Rutherford. I strongly recommend this. The book talks about various experiences of people who have had these absolutely amazing lives, but on the inside, they're absolutely dying, or hence the title, Perfectly Hidden Depression. And not in the classical case that she was used to seeing in psych ecological literature. Because again, humans are very complex. And humans typically like to box and categorize certain symptoms, diseases, etc., just to make it obviously easier to diagnose. However, again, humans are complex. They're complex human beings. Not everyone can fit the profile. Hence, Margaret actually wrote this book to kind of shine a light on the experiences of these people. And again, it's just the nuances of being a human and how society is always changing and we're always learning more and more about the human experience and its impact on our psyche. We're going back to the metaphor. She had this amazing example of where her and her colleagues for an experiment are blindfolded 
and they're put into a room and they have to get themselves out of that room just by finding the exit by themselves. And you raise your hand and then someone will take you to another room when you've done that. And one by one, she hears people leaving the room and she starts to get upset. She's like, well, what the hell? Like all these people are leaving the room. Like, what am I doing wrong? What's so different about them? How am I not like finding how to get out here? Like she's trying everything. This is ridiculous. And then she realizes what she needs to do all along. So she stops, puts up her hand, a person comes to get her and she says, I need some help. And then that person helped her find the door to get out. The experiment was there to show how ridiculous it was. She was comparing herself to others who, at the end of the experiment, you find were doing the exact same thing. They were asking for help. She is ultimately making the experience worse for herself by thinking that she has to do this by herself and then comparing herself to others who she thinks are like finding this out naturally, but are actually getting support and help. By not asking for help, you are putting yourself into a pit of despair when you're not being vulnerable. And I don't doubt that this isn't just in your corporate or work world. I believe it'll probably be in other areas of your life and relationship. Like, are you okay at being vulnerable, asking for help from your partner, your family, your friends? Are you asking for help even when you want to manage household tasks, help with parental duties? Or do you just think you have to do it all? And are there some thoughts under that around why you can't ask for help? Do you not think you're worthy? Do you just believe you will do it all? Do you think you won't get the help required? And again, I would explore why is this occurring? Have your feelings been dismissed in the past? Have you ever felt the need that you could only take care of yourself and you couldn't trust others to do that? Those negative thoughts can sometimes not help us. And then we wonder why we're feeling potentially so overwhelmed. Let's look at household tasks and domestic labor. I use this example because I cannot believe how much I just automatically did because of the sexism I had learnt. And when I started asking my partner to help for stuff, I felt so bad as if it like, as if he doesn't live here. And he was always like, yeah, sure. Like I'm, I'm fine to do that. And I was like, holy shit. Like the amount of messages I have ingrained and learnt, especially in a traditional Mediterranean family, women are the head of the household. That's something my grandpa used to always say. A woman in the house is a woman in the house, which is very sexist but this is this is like a message I remember having when I was a child and just assuming that yep women do most of the household tasks and when I did ask for help I felt so ashamed and my partner was totally fine for, with it now some of you might be thinking oh you shouldn't have to you know tell him that etc he's actually quite good like we both have different areas and different levels like he is an amazing gardener and I hate gardening <laughs> So we split it up in a way that works for us. But just this, I don't know how to explain it, just like this weight in me that would occur when I would be like, oh, like, I I don't want to cook. Like, can you do it? Or can you help with this? Because I, I really am exhausted right now. And of course, the other way around, like if my partner is sick, of course, I'm not going to expect him to do the chores. 
Like, I'm totally fine with it. But like vice versa, I'm just like, oh, no, I can't. I can't do that. (laughs) It's insane. And I think sometimes there was a deep rooted fear that like being vulnerable is almost like a weakness. And it's not like you will not get eaten by a bear in the woods. I know your limbic brain can make it feel that way, but actually being vulnerable is a sign of strength. If we weren't vulnerable, we'd be dead. No, literally, from an evolutionary perspective, it was from banding together, coming together, learning off each other. That's when we evolved and built cities. Humans did not survive just by themselves. So the key thing here, it's, it's about embracing those feelings, sitting with them, processing them, doing a model to see those root thoughts and it will show you how maladaptive this is and how it can keep you stuck. So if we take work for an example, so if circumstance is work, the thought might be like, I need to do it all or I can't ask for help. The feeling you may have is anxiety. Um, Some of the actions you might be taking is you're just trying to do it all with little help or knowledge. And when you're doing that, like the results that I was getting was subpar work which can then prove, I would say, the underlying thought under that of needing to do it all, which is, this is why I can't ask for help because I suck and then people will find out. I would inadv- I actually have noticed sometimes I will inadvertently do this and then I can catch myself so quickly. And reaching out is how you learn new things. You know, connect- building connections. And if someone, like if someone asks you for something, like, can I have this piece of code or do you know info about XYZ? Are you like, oh my God, what the fuck? I don't know. Maybe you are. But when someone asks me for something, I'm like, no. If anything, you're a people pleaser and you're probably going out of your goddamn way to help them. <laughs> but you're just like, yeah, sure. Like, here's a thing or go over here or talk to so-and-so. Like, you guide them. This is ultimately the first step, which is going to help you in setting work boundaries and managing tasks. Because you cannot set time for yourself if you are trying to solve world hunger in a day. In this case, it's not world hunger. It is taking on this task and then not asking or reaching out to anybody when you have questions or need some help or just assuming you just have to do everything and figure out all these tasks when, no, again, Rome was built by multiple people. Like, it's fine. That's how we learn. That is how we grow. So how do we do this? We do this by creating, you know, the feeling, actions, and results that we want. So for me, I just wanted to be more confident. And the actions I genuinely wanted to take was to ask people. I just wanted to be like, hey, I want some help figuring, you know, this out. These are our constraints, blah, blah, blah. Guess what the results led to? Better quality work. And it came out faster as well. You figure out the thought that creates that feeling. You practice it. And then I would enact that shit. (laughs) And it felt horrible. Every time I would go out and ask people for help, it felt like I was walking into a lion's den. I like just wanted to die. I was like, no, I'm, this, this is not good. This does not feel good at all. But I actually started with really, really small goals. And then I just went from there and it really quickly escalated. Like people want to fucking help. I wasn't even asking for anything unreasonable. Like I would go out to a different team and be like, hey, do you have code on this, you know, data attribute? I can't find it in, you know, ABC. 
And I found people were really willing to help and share. They were like, oh yeah, we do. Like, here it is. And it's like, I've just saved myself a whole heap of time of rewriting, finding some code that someone already had. I just needed to go ask someone. This also doesn't mean you're offsetting work. Trust me, if you're listening to this right now, you're not, you're not. You're, You're taking on probably too much work. You're just getting the answers you need to do your fucking job. You're leveraging off stuff that has already been done or what people have been through. That's all you're doing. Because this also leads to the belief that we need to do everything. And then we don't really feel like delegating, which is where the perfectionist need for control comes in. Sometimes you're going to need to delegate tasks to others or reassess your capacity so you can get value fucking work done. Sometimes you feel bad doing that, like it's a burden and you likely do all the chores in your house, etc., at your own cost. Because again, women are supposed to put everything, everyone else's needs above their own. And letting go of some of that control means we have no idea what is happening. We can't necessarily control it. A newsflash, you're probably not controlling it anyway because you have so many things on your tasks that it's all, it's all over the place. That's why understanding the thoughts and the feelings around this, it's going to actually lead back to the same stuff. So in any area you do this work, whether it be like chores or there be work, whatever. Ultimately, by not asking for help, you are essentially not taking control of your own life. I see this so much in myself and my clients, just how fucking little we are asking for help when it is it's right there for us <laughs> like my partner when I used to feel bad and grudgingly ask him to do the chores like some chores he was like yeah sure like that's fine you don't worry about it and it will make our lives so much better so I'm encouraging you stop putting yourself in the pit what areas of your life do you want some help in so you can start doing the things that you want to fucking do And if you need some help, come reach out to me. I have done this for myself. I am more balanced and I'm doing this for my clients. And I strongly, this work I feel is so key when it comes to a perfectionist as well. Just allowing yourself to be vulnerable, allowing yourself to receive some help. You will grow as a fucking person and it'll be so much better for you. Hey. Are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free In this challenge, over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.